Grab yourself a Bailey's and hot chocolate and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. To rude alchemy chatter and lore, I'm Andy. I am Andrew. I'm Thomas, and I'm Ryan. And we are the creators of Rude Alchemy. Chatter and Lore is that special place where we talk about Rude Alchemy, who we are, why we're doing it, and also tell some stories that will expand the ridiculous universe we're creating. If this is the first episode of Rude Alchemy you're listening to, thank you, welcome, we're glad to have you, but since this is an opportunity to enhance and expand the world of the series, you might have a better time if you first listen to episodes from our current season. It's called The Buffoon, and um, all three episodes are available right now on this very feed. In this episode of Chatter and Lore, we'll be talking buffoon, playing some game from Tom, and listening to a story from Ryan. Excuse me? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, All right. I was just noting that Ryan doesn't always do what what he's what he says he's going to do. That's that's no, all. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Just, <laughs> let's not. Never doesn't once have I ever says he's going. To. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. You actually you actually are pretty good at not promising and in in sort of yeah. hedging your bets he, uh, he, and saying, he, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna. He's in that sweet po- sweet spot where he underpromises and underdelivers. Like right. <laughs> uh-huh. Holy shit! Yep. That was good. That was good. Mm. Yep. Thank you, Andy. Starting You're to feel welcome. like the odd. Starting to feel like the odd man out. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Uh, yeah. Starting. <laughs> well, he can redeem himself with uh, his story. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, God. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, should we talk buffoon? Yeah, let's 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 jump into the buffoon. Okay, I'm gonna get my question out of the way. Oh shit! And, we did one question, and, and I'll ask the question to the whole group every time. Every t- uh huh. I was thinking about this question. See, this is the problem. This is the problem with the what? format. Is that no, it's always changing? Like, okay, so now all of us are gonna take a turn in answering your question, and then all of us have to do the same thing: ask our question to the group. You're right. Let's not do that. I'll ask this question to Andrew. I'm not saying I mind. I'm just saying we should all be to be uniform. <laughs> okay, I'll ask it to everybody yeah. if that's what you're so insistent on, Tom. I'm just I'm, I'm, now all of our questions will have to be to everybody. No, to you're right. I don't that's, know if that's, that's true. Stupid. That's not true. We can do. <laughs> listen, guys, we can do whatever the hell we want to do. Exactly, Andrew. We're not. We're not this bound. is our show. We don't have to follow any particular set of rules. We could start with the story. We could make Ryan do the story right now. <laughs> 
Just anarchy. Just anarchy. <laughs> this Andy, question, question is for Andrew. <laughs> it's not okay. it's not particularly buffoonish, but maybe a little bit. Um, okay. Do you ever worry uh about the uh show the are do you ever worry about Root Alchemy and its content? <laughs> And the things that you say on it, whether in character or not, bleeding over into your actual professional life. <laughs> That's a very, very good question. And I think that I do because, uh, yeah, I think that I do. Um, you know, Google. But the thing is, I don't know. Because, like, remember when there was there was another podcast that, like, did a thing on our podcast Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, they don't have much information about themselves. Like it's hard. Like, like we were intentionally trying to be super mysterious about like our secret identities and like, they didn't, they couldn't find our names. And we were like, well, like mm-hmm. we say our name, like we say our names on every single piece that we've ever released. We're like, we have our names in the credits. So we're not trying to hide from anyone, but yeah, I mean, I think Root Alchemy is, is sort of, is naturally kind of. Uh, intentionally hyperbolic. That's 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 a, a phrase I, I find myself returning to over and over again. Like we're intentionally ridiculously over the top about you know crude stuff and you know in, sort of being intentionally edgy uh, about stuff. But it's I don't think we're doing it to be edgy. I think we're doing it because we think it's funny. At the end of the day, whatever's funny wins. And so that's you know we that's what we do. But yeah, I mean, I'm a teacher. <laughs> and uh, I teach kids, students. Obviously, not, the not problem is little like children, but the administrators and parents don't will never get that nuance. So, <laughs> right, you know, so that's the concern. You don't have any but students yeah, named Maddie, know. do you? <laughs> no, well, that's it. <laughs> that is a pretty that is a pretty popular name. So, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm at the point where it's like, if someone finds it and is like, hey, what's this about? I'll be like, look, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you'll quit, right? You'll march into that office and quit. <laughs> no, no. I, obviously, it's like, you know, this is this is something that is it's a, it's an artistic endeavor. Um, you know, I bill myself as a as a writer and an artist and, a, and someone who, you know, makes stuff. So. I feel like that's ultimately contributing to, you know, the the overall who I am as a whole, not just like he's a he's a guy who does poop jokes on a fake radio show. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think it's a good question. Thank you for asking. You're so welcome. Andy. <laughs> yeah. Can I jump can I jump in with a question right now cuz it kind of piggybacks off of yours or would that mess up the the way? Uh, that's, no, man, if do Andrew it. Andrew cedes it. the floor to you, sure. All right. Oh, absolutely, please. Okay. All right. Well, it, it ties into what Andy just asked, but at one point, I think we were accused of racism with the narrator. At and, one point. Uh, <laughs> at several <laughs> points. And Andrew, yeah. Andrew, Andrew's explanation was, well, it's the narrator uh, speaking this, and it's the narrator who is having <laughs> you know, these issues. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, years later or whatever, I mean – is that a legitimate excuse or not? <laughs> I guess that's my question. Is well, do you, my, does that I, still I, hold? Uh, you know, as a I don't as, know if that was Andrew or not. I think that may have been me, actually. Well, oh, may have, okay. I don't know. I just I remember my okay. response to a tweet about sexism one time was just because a character is sexist doesn't mean 
the writer of that character or the creators are sexist. Yeah. And I think that's legit. I believe that to be legit. I did. I I do like that. And I was just wondering if you're still sticking to it, I guess. I I still stick to that. Yeah. (laughs) I believe that. And really, I think, you know, on issues of sexism and misogyny, I'm probably the most qualified man in America to, uh, (laughs) I don't know why that's so uh, funny. I mean, clearly, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's very, that's a very no, serious I'm, response. I'm just kidding. I'm no. wholly unqualified on all issues. Yeah. I think, I think that goes for all of us. Yep. All right. So Andy asked a question. Ryan asked a question. Tom, do you have a question? Uh, sure. Yeah. Whalen, um, what, <laughs> Rice. what so far let me, let me feel has been your myself. favorite narrator story? Oh, Ooh. okay. Oh, that's no, thank you, Tom. That was very kind. Um, to not attack my worth as a human being in your question. Um, <laughs> let's go with, um, man, favorite story. I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I really like when Courtney was first introduced. That was what? Second season. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean I, that that was that was a lot of fun, you know, just to <coughs> to work with that and the writing, well, reading your writing. But uh, Maddie, I gotta say, Maddie was was just just my type of black humor. It was it was really dark, dark <laughs> humor, dark humor, not black humor. I'm sorry, dark humor. Yeah, Jesus. no, we know what you mean. That was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is he talking to He's Ashley talking to his or? wife? About oh, it was his what? infant <laughs> child. Sorry, it's so funny. <laughs> Forgot I wasn't on mute. Oh, were no, you? I thought you were. I thought you were asking that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was asking. I was Ashley ran across the room with Ruth. Is everything okay? Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought really. Like, Waylon, chill out. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it, yeah, the, this recent Maddie is. Uh, whenever I have to like stop and really think if I want to continue reading, I know it's good. You know, if I, if I if I want certain words to come out of my mouth, or I really start questioning why Andy knows so much about conditioning, uh, grooming, grooming, I think is the word. I mean, that was oh, God. that was a lot of fun to read. Oh, uh, cool. I have. I'm the last one to ask a question. I think, and I, I will ask Tom. Um, and I, it's a good piggyback off of Tom's question to Ryan. I think Tom, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think you're the only. You're the only one of us four that has not found your way into the frame story, into the narrator story, uh, to like voicing characters that fit into that frame story. It, Ryan obviously does narrator. Andy obviously does the announcer. And then I this season I got to do Maddie's voice. And I'm just wondering, like, do you want to do you want to find your way into the frame story? Um, I'm constantly feeling left out. So <laughs> I suppose I'm just I'm used to it now. It hasn't, it hasn't really occurred to me, but thank you for adding one more thing to the list. As I, as, I, as I lay down to sleep tonight and my I have my nightly anxiety attack, I'll uh, I'll be thinking of that. I'm so sorry. No, I oh. think uh, yeah. I I always enjoy when you guys uh, write something, and I think like to what Waylon said, like I think we know each other's voices very well, and I think we're able to write for each other as well as we are for ourselves. Really fun to see that, to see that, you know, like, oh, wow, Wartner knows exactly how I would say something. 
Kane knows exactly what my thoughts are. It's it's disconcerting to a large degree. <laughs> but it's, there's, it, there's also a sweetness to it, I suppose. So, yeah, yeah. if you guys want to include me in, in the next thing, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what's actually? I think what's interesting. I mean, we can just sort of riff on this, and then we can be done with questions. You know what? Real like, quick, though, real quick, I did. I do recall oh, yeah. at one point I had written, I had started oh, something. And uh, and you and you emailed me, Kane. You were like, "No, <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that." And it involved all it involved all three of us being ourselves in the narration um, frame story. Oh, and like after yeah. the first episode, you were like, "We're not doing that right now." <laughs> so I almost Maybe, was, was that, there. I was almost there for a sec. Was that during Bruff? Was that like? Uh, I think that was during Bruff. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was early on. It was early on. And that's bad. That's bad. That's bad form to to not yes and, but I think I think I think what I was thinking was that it was like it was too soon to go that metaphysical. Yeah, yeah, that narrative. sounds right. That sounds. <laughs> but I think we could do that now. Like now, we could probably get away with that because we've done so many other things. <laughs> we've we've gone so far beyond that. <laughs> yes, yes, way right. further than that. I think people would be like, "This is it." Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, it's just them being themselves. Yeah, that wouldn't be it. Um, I was gonna say uh, this uh, this. Buffoon season was this the first time that that we had one writer write all of the frame story? Because normally we actually leave yeah. that to whoever's writing the episode, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Buffoon I think was, this the, was first the first time. time. Yeah, and I think it worked out so much better, honestly, because oh, that's yes. the part that yes. I just I hate trying to because we have a we have a framework, we have that outline that you can go to and reference. So the episode is still yours, but you're you're working off of an already built outline. Whereas the, the frame story, when you're doing that, you're just like, okay, well, I have no idea where to go with this. And, and right. I, I hate it. So I loved that Andy took that. Yes, well done, Andy. Andy well was done. the frame story writer for Great the movie, job, in addition Andy. to being the lead story editor, a.k.a. outline writer. Yeah, let's do that from now on. Pick somebody to... I'm a little confused what we... What's that, Ryan? I'm a little cute, confused. What the difference is? What 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 did we do differently this time? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, buddy. That's <laughs> okay, sweetheart. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Everything you did was wonderful. Now, but Ryan, how many episodes have you written now? You've written like a couple two, halves two, of episodes. I'm not saying yeah, that. To me. I did like a couple two. two two half episodes, and I believe I've done two whole episodes. This, but, you're, but what the, you're the on the frames? staff, guy. No, I know. No, I I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> no, but this this frame. No, no, I I haven't heard you say this this, this frame frame story thing. What 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 the hell? Are you the narrator. About? The narrator story. Like the Maddie storyline. Yeah, it's a frame story. Just the narrator. Just the narrator. Oh, the fact that. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Okay, yeah, no, that that's really yeah. Jumping in right in the narrator. That's <sighs> that's always hard. Yeah, no. Tom, shut the fuck up, Tom. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, I see what you mean. Narrator, that's what you meant. Yes, that was very nice to have Andy do all that. <laughs> that was very nice. Yes. Oh, okay, I get it now. That's nice. That was a nice thing you boys did. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I I agree. Mm-hmm. That that might have been the tightest question session we've ever done on this show. Yeah, everybody had a question. Everybody so. had an answer. I think so. That's right. Let's let's ruin it by going into the next thing.
Okay. Uh, and we're back. And I believe we have a game from Tom. Am I recording? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It would be yeah. it would be okay. But... Okay. Um, I think I said this last time. I was I, I did the game, which is I wanted to think of a fun game to play. Forgot, ran out of time, so now we're doing weird history. <laughs> That's all right. All we right, like I love weird history. Um, let me just let me get a. It's a weird. Ready to... Historical. <laughs> <clears throat> I do have to keep my voice down because of my current location in the house, so I'm not going to do that. Ooh. It's okay. We're just glad to. We're just glad to be here <laughs> on our show that we do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you guys no, ready? Whalen, you ready? Yes, let's do yeah, it. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, everybody can hear me. Okay. Oh yes, mm-hmm. okay, absolutely. Very good. Here's the first one. Ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to be clear, you're going to tell me which one is true. I'm going to read, oh, I'm gonna oh, read two oh, okay. sentences. One of them is going to be true. One of them is going to be false. I'll go through all of you, and each one of you will tell me whether which one of those sentences is true. So all yeah. at the same time, all three of us have to say no, gonna, which one I'm we gonna think pick is out, false. I'm going to pick you, and then you're going to give me your response. Okay, you're going to pick which one is false, and then we're going to no, choose gonna, which one of us. What? Let's just go ahead, and you're, <laughs> okay. you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. During the Dust Bowl, people sewed clothes out of flour sacks. Money was tight. When, floor, when flour distributors heard about it, they made their bags more colorful, so the subsequent clothing would be more attractive. Or, a Native American named Blackbird was buried. 100 Blackbirds. <laughs> Let's start with Andy. You know, I don't know why, but I knew you were going to go to me first. I think it's that sort of like, you know, whenever we're, we're, we're in game mode, it's just the connection just clicks in right away. Exactly, you know? exactly. I'm going to go with flower sack is true. Cain? Uh, uh, a flower sack. And Whalen? Flower sack. <laughs> okay, you're all correct. So you all have yes. one Yes, yes. There was a Native American name, man named Blackbird who was buried sitting on his favorite horse. Mmm. Sitting? They buried him deep. This one's, uh, this one's a funny one. Okay. I'm just kidding. None of Foot, foot binding was a tradition in Chinese culture meant to limit the growth of women's feet. This was done so that they would be unable to travel far distance and therefore limit the possibility of escaping their sometimes brutal family life. Or, <laughs> recent DNA tests have confirmed that King Tut's parents were in fact brother and sister. Uh, we'll start with Kane this time. King Tut. Whalen. Uh, I'm going to go with King Tut. And Andy. Uh, I'm going to go with King Tut because I think that the foot binding was for looks. aesthetics, right? Aesthetic, yeah, it was yeah. about yeah. Okay, I made these too easy, so let's just keep going. (laughs) 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 The Spanish donkey 
was a form of torture that involved having people sit naked on a board many feet in the air, and then torturers would then tie increasingly heavy weights to their feet. Mm. Or, or. <laughs> Albert Einstein ran for president of Israel, formed but lost, and still the closest election in the country's history. And he did it primarily from America, only visiting Israel twice throughout the campaign. Let's start with Whalen. Spanish donkey. <laughs> I, I, don't have, I don't have any fun doing this anymore, this part of the <laughs> <laughs> Is it this particular game or all game? This this particular game. And Why? Just dealing just dealing with uh with you and Andy pretty much during this. We haven't been that bad this time though, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I'm running okay. the game. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? Just just the tone of your voice. I could just I could just see I can see your fucking face right now in my mind's eye, and it just makes me want to fucking puke. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a little harsh. I'm not gonna lie. Andy. Oh man. Well, you know, we got to start making this thing interesting, Here it right? goes. Here it goes. Uh, let's go with Einstein. Kane? I... Uh, I really think I would have heard about that Einstein thing. <laughs> but, um, I, I feel... Uh, I'm spe- no, no equivocating. Spanish donkey. Spanish donkey. Okay. Yeah, Andy's down to one, and Kane and Whalen have three. Good yes. oh. Hey, was there anything true about that Einstein thing? Yes, he he was asked by uh, Israel's go- Israel's party that he that wanted to nominate him. That he was really? asked to run, and he did consider it. Interesting. But yeah. he, did, he he ended up actually declining. Of course, he did. He was a humble, wonderful man who who gave us the, the most destructive weapon. Absolutely. That, that, yeah. <sighs> okay. There's a woman. She is named Anna May Dickinson, and she she survived the sinking of the Titanic. The sinking of the Lusitania. She survived the Hindenburg explosion, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, and the terrorist attacks of September 11th. Or, Adolf Hitler asked to have his name removed from consideration for a peace prize. Let's start with Andy. I, I, are you implying with that first, uh, is it a, tr- uh, all right. Am I implying what? Are you implying I'm she survived, she survived as in she was present at those disasters. She, she could have died in those disasters or she just was alive that long. No, she was involved directly in those disasters. Oh, okay. And escaped almost certain death. In okay. Each one. Okay. Very good. Um, wow. That's crazy. Uh, I'm going to go with Hitler. Kane. Um, Hitler. Whalen. Sorry, Hitler. Hitler. You all got that one wrong. Damn it! Wow. You know what threw... It was 9-11. <laughs> it gotta, was 9-11 that made me be like, maybe all those other you're things... You're telling me 9/11. she was in the Twin Towers, and on the Lusitania, and on the Titanic. Her There's apartment something else was destroyed too. by the collapse of the World Trade Center, and she was not in her apartment okay. at the time. I'll give that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
Uh, oh, oh, the Hindenburg. Hindenburg. What's that? She one? was uh, at the Hindenburg's crash. Site? I don't know. I suppose so. She was either at the. Yeah, she must have been. I don't think there were any direct survivors of the. This action. sounds like um, a good Root Alchemy series. Anna Mae <laughs> Dickinson, immortal, something. The luckiest woman in the world. You know <laughs> no, I'd, I'd make her immortal. What? It's good. I'll tell. You want to give me like five? Try to five. Immortal. Okay, we gotta hurry up. Here we go. Okay, ready? <laughs> um, just by the way, Andy has zero, Kane two, and Whalen two. Wait, how do, did I get? How? You got two wrong. Yeah, two uh, right and then two wrong. I don't Adolf Hitler. Uh, I, I know, yeah, yes, and Adolf Hitler was in fact nominated for a Nobel Peace. Oh, um, got it. Nikola Tesla masturbated up to five times a day as he believed this helped his scientific ability. Oh. Or. <laughs> <laughs> Minor. <laughs> That's a bait. Uh, oh, before alarm clocks were invented, people were hired to, to shoot peas at workers' windows <laughs> to wake them up for their shipment. Anime Dickinson, immortal pea shooter. And we could make her <laughs> like, mash up history. Hmm. Okay. Which one's true? Who's who's first? Kane. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, pea shooter. Whalen. Pea shooter. What was the other one? Nikola Tesla. Okay, okay. Up to um, oh, I'm going to, oh, God. All right. I, I, Nikola Tesla. Shit. All right. Andy is negative one. Son of a bitch. Kane and Whalen. <laughs> it was six was times, chased. wasn't it? Six it was, times. <laughs> he was chased. He, he was a lifelong bachelor, and he believed uh, being chased would, uh, would help his scientific abilities. All the more reason to masturbate five times a day. I, I don't understand. <laughs> All right. It is almost universally believed by historian Lawrence Olivier was a closeted homosexual. <laughs> or it is almost it is almost universally believed by historian that Joseph Stalin was a closeted homosexual. <laughs> oh my god. We start with Whalen. Whalen? Sorry, you broke up a little bit. Are you going starting with me? Yeah, yeah, I'm starting with you, Whalen. <laughs> I didn't I didn't hear anything. I didn't I didn't hear my name. I'm sorry. <sighs> uh okay, so either Stalin was homosexual or Lawrence Olivier. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I just heard him say like homosexual. <laughs> uh we'll go with um I don't know. Maybe just everyone knew that Olivier was a homosexual. Maybe that's the trick question aspect of it. But uh, I'll go with Olivier. Andy. Ugh. Um. Oh my Stalin. God. Stalin. Kane. No, no, I was just st- I was just stalling for time. Um, <laughs> Kane said Olivier. Yes, sir. All yes. right, stalling. Andy is at negative two, and Kane yeah. is at, Kane and Whalen are tied at four. <laughs> this is the pattern. I get one wrong, and then I go with <laughs> the opposite answer, the one that seems less right, to try to make a big score and redeem myself. <laughs> this is the last one, um, so it's really a tiebreaker between Kane and Whalen. You guys both get. 
Then. It's over. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Miners in South Africa have unearthed several perfectly shaped spheres about the size of a human hand that are all etched with the same three lines around the center. They are presumed to be almost three billion years old. But aside from that, nothing is known about their origin. Or, a baby was once nominated for an Academy Award. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Let's start with... (laughs) It's the perfect final question. Let's start with Whalen. Oh, man. Uh, South America, they have all that, like, ancient alien stuff, so I'm just... To be clear, to be clear, I want to... Wait, Whalen, Whalen, I want to be clear. Yeah, go ahead. I am not naming any category in the Academy Awards. Oh, jeez. So, I just wanted to throw that out there. The sentence stands as it is. What is that, like, best set design or something with a baby in the back? I mean... <laughs> so, Waylon, your answer. But the baby specifically was nominated. You're saying this infant... infant a baby. Infant, a infant baby. Anna Dickinson. A- infant Anna Dickinson was nominated. Like, her name was on... The infant's name was on the, on the nomination card. Yes. But for what category is not being specified? But a baby was once nominated for an Academy Award. That is I'm the alleged sorry. fact. I would like you to tell me which one of the two facts is true. Read. It's true. South it's America. True. I'm going with the South America is true. Kane. Uh, baby. Is that because you think um, it is? You just I still get to answer, just, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Of course. I was really afraid you were about to blurt out the answer. No, 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 no. Because no. I really wanted to do this. The baby, obviously. I bet that was so funny in your head. Um, Well, this is this is awkward and very uncomfortable when this happens. And I don't. Why don't we just stop recording right now and we'll we should probably go home. We'll we'll find another date in October in um, whatever month this is September to do this. Andy has negative three points, so he clearly lost. My God, Kane has three points. Oh, and Whalen has five. Wow. So according to my according to my math, Whalen won, which is always the least funny scenario. Can, can we check that math again? <laughs> it's it's never three three billion years old. That it was the billion that threw me. It was the billion. I mean, well, it's only that. like four thousand years old, right? According to yeah, that's <laughs> all the books I've read. <laughs> oh, <boy. clears throat> um. I what was the no oh the baby thing was totally made up? Ruin this. Was there 100% any percent made up? Okay, okay. I so the category thing was there to throw us off. Correct. Good, well good done. job because it threw me off. Oh, thank you. Thank you for for weird historying us, Tom. Yeah, o- always a pleasure, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Good mm. job. Good job. Uh, you guys keep going. I'm gonna hop off for a second. Who's clapping forever? Was Tom clapping uh, for himself? No, I was. I was clapping for you. I, I was. I clapped. I was. Oh, clapping. you were clapping. Okay. And was Andy clapping? I clapped for Ryan's wonderful victory. Oh, oh. is that? I was clapping. I just want to make it clear. I was clapping for Tom. For Tom. For okay. For crafting a, a good uh, weird history. Yeah. <clears throat> should we? Should we just hang here? Well, he didn't really give us a timeline. I, I've heard him say before he doesn't really listen to the stories. So 
We could probably just d- jump into it. Okay. Okay. Okay, and we're back, and uh, here's the story. Uh, it's going to be from Ryan. It should be in the buffoon universe, although he can really do whatever he wants. Take it away, Ryan. Uh, and it's not one of your long, well-written stories like you guys are do all the time, those one uh-huh. ones. So uh, here we go. I'm just going to in, <laughs> jump into it here. <clears throat> Is this Whalen's doing a story? Whalen's doing a story? Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Deep in the French countryside, nestled in the rolling foothills of the Alps, was a whisper of a community, which for some unknown reason, no record of its name exists today. A muddy crossroads with only a smattering of inhabitants. True, the landscape was something to admire, but this community was no exception to the medieval stereotype. Mud hovels topped with soggy thatched roofs, raw sewage sloshed onto the streets from its sickly inhabitants, Large, open potter's graves awaiting the nightly ox-cart delivery of corpses from surrounding communities. And, of course, zealous, holy inquisitors who left burnt heretics, homosexuals, whores, and the occasional guy who no one really liked in their wake. One such victim of the purifying pyres was a young mother, Adelaise. Dark hair, hazel eyes, ruddy complexion. Plump, but not to excess which is uncommon considering the food shortages of the time, but it has been generally agreed upon that she suffered from a form of hypothyroidism. (laughs) (laughs) She was of a gentle nature overall, but yet she found herself abandoned by her husband and left with twin boys to care for all on her own. Women in that time had very few options to turn to, and many found their way into the oldest profession. Fontaine, I mean Adelaide, was no exception. She cared for her boys in a hastily constructed ramshackle on the outskirts of town. It kept the wind off their backs and the rain off their heads. Shut that baby up! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Ruth, shut up! No, I take it back. She's a sweet, sweet child. She cared for her boys in a hastily constructed ramshackle on the outskirts of town. It kept, oh, yeah, it kept the wind off their backs and the rain off their heads. Only a small berm separated the home from the road, which allowed Adelaide to catch the attention of travelers on their way through the hamlet. Always after she put her boys to bed. Always. She was careful and discerning when accepting a proposition, but no one can ever be sure of a stranger's true intentions. Winter was approaching, and with it an air of desperation creep throughout the region. Adelaide feared she would not have enough food and other necessities to keep her boys alive through the cold season. In this unfortunate state, she grew less discerning in her work and began taking in more and more clientele. Towards the end of the autumn night, Adelaide caught the eye of a tall man with a tattered cloak, which covered her neck to toe. Normally, togs in such poor repair meant pockets uh, with very little in them, but the man had good posture and a confident walk. It was worth a shot. She beckoned him come hither, and he accepted. She cycled through all of her charms and flirtatious strategies, and the man accepted again with no bargaining over the price. The man sat in the only chair in the room, and Adelaide walked behind him, and he began to caress his shoulders. So tight, she said. Just relax, and don't think about anything else. Adelaide immediately felt the man wind up even tighter. She stood in front of him, 
Let's at least take this old tattered cloak, and we'll start from there, all right? She said. The man silently nodded, and Adelaide's began to unbutton the cloak slowly at first, but each button revealed clean white material beneath, too clean for this part of the world. In a panic, she ripped the rest of the buttons open, uh, ripped the rest of the buttons, opening the cloak fully, revealing priestly vestments. No, she thought, and looked up at the man. Sinner! he exclaimed and grabbed her by the arm and dragged her out of the shack in the direction of the town center. She fought hard, but he proved too strong, and she could not break his grasp. Her boys were awake, as they most always were, and began pursuing their mother and her captor, but fear kept them at a distance. They were only boys, after all. Hold on, I'm scrolling down. He was a Spaniard. His name, Padre Sebast- <laughs> his name was his name Padre Sebastian Gaza de Molinero. His duty was to root out unacceptable behaviors in the long neglected countryside and be sure the consequences for such behavior were made crystal clear. Adelaide's was an example. His shouts awoke the inhabitants and they slowly began to mill about the town center. It didn't take long for everyone to catch on, and like many crowds do, they immediately forgot their own imperfections and misdeeds and focused on Adelaide's. It wasn't difficult for Sebastian to find willing accomplices to stack a pile of wood and douse it with pitch. They crowd encircled the woodpile and hushed as Molinero began his fiery sermon. It was exactly what you would expect, and not worth repeating. <laughs> Honest- <laughs> Honestly, it's not that I'm too lazy to write about a speech or write out a speech or that I don't like to further dwell on terrible times my church fell upon or anything like that, but uh, yeah. Everyone seemed to be deaf to Adelaide's pleas for help when she saw no sympathetic faces, and her death could only be described as imminent, her thoughts fell upon her boys. Who could take care, Who would take care of them? Hopefully not some sleazy innkeeper and his wife. Maybe a really nice affluent man who knows the difficulties of poverty would take him in. Her thoughts were cut short by the lit torch, landing on the pitch, igniting a violent blaze. Her last word, the names of her boys. Florian. Dorian. They had seen it all. Paralyzed with fear, they hid behind a watering trough, the bright light of the inferno reflecting in their eyes. Their mother seemed to disappear into the flames, and all they wanted to do was go find her and bring her back home. The crowd dispersed, Sebastian went on his way, and the boys descended upon the pile of embers and ash. Where did she go? they wondered. They began to dig in the pile. Maybe she's at the bottom, hiding. The coals were still searing, but the boys kept digging. Their arms burned, the ashes of their mother deep in their wounds. Where was she? Not at the bottom, not anywhere in sight. Maybe the next fire they come upon will reveal her whereabouts. Or the fire after that. Or maybe everything needs to burn to bring her back. And that's the end of my story. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, baby. Love it. Origin stories. Yes. Florian and Dorian, the arsonists. Oh. Mm. Oh, poor little darlings. <clears throat> Excellent. Andy, Thank I put you, I put I put jokes in there for you, but I didn't hear you laugh at them. I guess I did <laughs> laugh. I guess you I didn't did. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just for Andy, you put them in just for him. 
Well, I just I put in the the fact that I was ripping off a lot of Les Misérables Fontaine storyline. So I great I job, Waylon. Wait, I did Les Misérables. I didn't. I missed that one completely. Oh, uh, when I said, uh, let's see, what, what what was it? It was uh, when I I said font. Well, the Ruth started. Oh yeah, Ruth ruined one. that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you to repeat that joke, but oh, okay, you know, really great, though, Waylon. Great job. Very funny and deep. A lot of levels. Really, really intricate. <laughs> levels. You're all right. I'm yeah. sorry I wasn't able to. I'll listen. Oh, the. the <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ruth sounds so sweet. Um, do, we don't have any questions, do we? We don't have questions, but we have our our folks to thank. Okay, I have a have question. Oh, can I ask it out of purely out of vanity? Yeah, of yeah. course, absolutely, <laughs> quickly, pretty quickly. What did you guys think of my rap? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. I texted you. Yes, Tom, thank you. You you don't have to answer. Okay, Whalen, what did you think of Andy's rap? It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Thank you. I would it's say hard, that it's I was hard to do. But it's I know, hard to do. Yeah. I wasn't surprised. I, mean, I, I, know, that, you know, I know that Andy you know is what? a fan Gentlemen, of rap, and I know that he does it. What's I'm gonna, up? I'm going to have to hop off. Uh, but you guys have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, right, and, and I'll talk to you all soon, okay? We love good you. Luck. Good luck. Love. Bye, Ruth. Bye, Ruth. Thanks, Bye. thanks listeners. Bye, baby, love Ruth. you guys. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Andy. I know that Andy is a rap fan. I know that he's a he's a rap historian, particularly when it comes to the gangster rap of the of the nineteen nineties. Really? And so I, oh, I yeah. wasn't at all surprised that he wanted to spit bars. He came on and he wanted to spit some bars, and he, that's exactly what he did. Shit, son. So thank you, and I appreciated the. <laughs> Saying everyone's name, uh, announcer, narrator, oh. Courtney. <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing it. You're welcome. I was hoping you'd draw attention to the depth of the internal rhyming, but that's okay. Oh yeah, you, you did have you did have a you had a string there. You had a string that I was like, all right, I'm feeling it. I am. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'm just uh, I, mean, I wanted my ego stroked on that one because now if you I if felt... you played like a if you played like a hammer dulcimer song, I would I would really be like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get. I mean, you. like rap is like I I you know like I I know you got that in you, <laughs> I know you have it inside you. Oh, we just <laughs> we got used a, to spit uh, wonderful a, rhymes. Uh, sorry, Ryan, we used to spit wonderful rhymes. Uh, like at, in tech rehearsal, remember we would do uh, freestyle jam sessions. Yeah, just bad. It wasn't. It was. It, I felt like my that wasn't any good on my behalf. But yeah, yeah, I remember trying. You were the best, desperate. but you were the best one. I mean, we I were know. all bad, but you were by yeah. far the best. <laughs> I was the best of the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. What were you gonna say? No, I was just saying we just got a uh, we just got a uh, an eighteen eighties era uh, pedal pump reed organ. Maybe we could use oh that my God. as a uh, who's we, who's we you just at your house. You did, yeah, 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 yeah. Bethany oh. and I, we we picked it up. Yeah, it was free. So we Whoa, it, it was free. Took a picture of it. Yeah. How's it sound? Pretty good. It sounds good. All the all Ooh. the uh, all the stops work on it and stuff. There's only a handful. Oh. It's just like a little parlor reed organ. They're fun. That's people amazing. just throw them out. They don't want them anymore. They're just can you um can you play it at all? Do you like know? 
no, no, no. It? I just I like the way it sounds. I like I'll play chords and stuff, but I can't I can't play it. I think so that it's, it's a decor. It's a decoration. You should score. You should score the next episode of whatever we do live <laughs> with that thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely! I, I so wanted too. to do a little short a short narrator video with it. You know where it's oh, just please you know, you just just see him playing. It could just be a lesson. Of, he, he could just, just give a us a lesson on how it works, how to play <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I think we can just Ooh. see you at this point. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, clearly, you're the narrator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, shall I say thank you to our please, our rudiment alchemic people? Please do. Yes. All right. We want to say thank you to our tomb depth denizens, Aaron Ricklick and Hunter the Dervish Derbage. And we want to say thank you to our catacomb depth denizens, Mordecai Shachna, Zach McGee, Derek Haynes, Heather Kelleher, and Michael Bonani, all of these wonderful patrons on Patreon. Uh, thank you very much. And also everyone that is supporting us on Patreon. We posted our release schedule from now until December, the end of December. So those of you on Patreon will be able to see uh, what we have coming down the pike for you all. And everybody else, you're just going to have to wait. We <laughs> we. <laughs> 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 Uh, so thank you yeah. very much thank you everybody and goodbye yeah have a great so night long. just enjoy it bye is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. This episode's story, written by Mr. Whalen. Intro and outro music by Old Town Wake. All other music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content like blooper reels from every season, visit RudeAlchemy.com support. Time of COVID-19, CDC asks you keep your hands clean. Don't congregate and kindly shelter in place. Also wash your hands and don't touch your face. So use soap and water and grab a clean towel. And don't be a Jonah. Prevent spread of Corona by washing your hands. Olay! This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.